Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Tuesday, everyone. We have been talking about peace, and in particular, how to make peace. We have seen that you are not just naturally going to have peace. In this world, we're going to have tribulation. The Bible says that there's no peace for the wicked, and unfortunately, there's a lot of people around us that are not acting right, ourselves included. And so, peace does not just happen naturally. We have to make peace, but we can make it. And we are looking at the ingredients to make peace because the scripture tells us to pursue the things that make for peace. We saw that the first ingredient is to submit to authority. The second ingredient we looked at yesterday, and that is to hold our peace. Stop talking. Hold your tongue. Don't be contentious. You can have a right position, as we saw yesterday with Job, and yet sin by pressing it and being contentious in presenting it before others. So this is very important. Listen to me. If you are going to have peace in your relationships, you cannot be contentious. You cannot contend. Now, I looked up the definition of the word contend, and it means to strive for a position or an opinion. And this is where we disconnect many times. We realize we're not supposed to be contentious. I mean, the Bible warns us it's better to live in a little corner of a house than to live with a contentious person. And that it's better to be in the wilderness than to live with a contentious person. So, we realize we're not to be contentious. But many times we're not conscious that as we're striving for a position or an opinion that we are contending. That's what it means to contend. Now, as I looked a little deeper at the definition, I saw that the original word that this word contend comes from means to stretch. Now, this helps us to get a little better idea on this area of contending. You see, there's nothing wrong in presenting your position or offering your opinion. What is the problem is when you stretch this out. You stretch out the conversation. You begin to press your opinion. No longer have you just offered it. Now I'm stretching out to capture your position. I want you to agree with me. I will press this until I capture your position. I stretch my bounds out around you. Now isn't this what happens many times? When we are contending... We're not content to just express our opinion. We want to stretch out and possess the other person's opinion and conquer it. Now, there's only one letter difference between contend and to be content. Change the D to a T. When you look up the meaning of the word content, it comes from a word that means to contain. In other words, if you're content, you're satisfied with what you contain. But if you are not content... You will contend. You will stretch out and engage others actually in warfare to conquer their opinion and to bring it under your dominion. Now, these are powerful thoughts around these words. And if we are going to have peace, we have to be content, not contend. Listen to Proverbs 26 and verse 20. 
Where there is no wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no tail-bearer, strife ceases. As charcoal is to burning coals and wood to fire, listen, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. A contentious man. What you do with your words, you're just adding fuel to the fire. I mean, you're in a conversation, and if you just stop talking, as it says here, the fire would go out. But no, you've got to press it. You have to contend. And you're just adding wood to the fire. And the strife burns stronger and stronger. In 1 Corinthians 3, and verse 3, Paul's writing to a church, and he tells them, Are you not still carnal? For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? You see, if you just take your natural response, you're going to be contentious. I mean, it is just the way we are. As much as I know these things, I find myself getting into contentions with my wife because I violate this. Rather than just giving my opinion, I have a natural tendency to press it. And that's when a contention can move to a quarrel. Proverbs 17 and verse 14 says, The beginning of strife is like releasing water. Therefore, stop contention before a quarrel starts. Have you ever tried to put water back into a faucet after it's come out? Well, it's just as hard to stop a quarrel when we're being contentious. You see, sometimes we think, well, I'm not being contentious because we're not really quarreling about this. I'm just trying to make my position understood. I just want them to know what I'm thinking. But the Bible says stop contention before a quarrel starts. You can be contentious and there never be a quarrel because the other person may not be picking up on your words. Now, if they respond naturally, they will. And this thing will soon escalate to a quarrel. Proverbs 18.6 talks about this same issue. A fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth calls for blows. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. Listen to what this is telling us. This is so practical. Many times we do not have peace in our life because we are not controlling our tongue. We're not holding our peace. We're not holding our tongue. Proverbs 22 and verse 10 says, Cast out the scoffer and contention will leave. Yes, strife and reproach will cease. He who loves purity of heart and has grace on his lips, the king will be his friend. Our words are very, very important in this whole area of peace. This scripture says, If you have grace on your lips, then the king or the one in authority will be your friend. Listen to Proverbs 18 and verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Do you know that you have the ability to determine whether life or death is in your relationships? Whether your relationship is thriving or whether it is dying. This verse tells us that the determining power is in your tongue. It depends how you talk. It depends when you talk, how you talk, how much you talk. Proverbs 21 and 23 says, Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. We bring so much trouble upon ourselves because we don't guard our mouth. 
We don't guard our tongue. Do you have a guard on your tongue? Is someone controlling it? Or is it just free to do whatever it wants? I mean, you really need to treat your tongue like you would treat someone that is under arrest and may do harm to you. I mean, you put a guard on that person. Watch him so that he doesn't get free because if he gets free, he could cause damage. Now, your tongue is like that. If there is no restraint on your tongue, you're going to get in all kinds of trouble, the scripture says. Listen to Proverbs 31 and verse 26, speaking about the virtuous woman here. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. Now, let's put these two verses together, the guard on the tongue and a law of kindness. This scripture is saying that the tongue should have a law that governs it. And here's what the law is. Whatever words come out of my mouth must be kind. Whatever your tongue says, let it be said in kindness. There is never a time when you shouldn't be kind. I mean, you can reprimand your kids and be kind. You can correct an employee and be kind. In fact, you can fire an employee and still be kind. You do not have to be cruel and mean in order to speak the truth. In fact, the Bible says, speak the truth in love. It's just another way of saying the same thing, that what we speak should be spoken in kindness. Some people wonder why people react to them all the time. And they say, well, I was just telling them what I felt, as if it's the other person's problem. It's not the other person's problem. You haven't seasoned your words. You haven't, as the Bible said, seasoned your words with salt. You're just letting them fly. There's no law on your tongue. There's nothing governing your tongue. You are just speaking without any discretion or understanding how it comes across to the other person. Now, if that's the way you are, you will not have peaceful relationships. James 1 and verse 26 says, If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, he deceives his own heart. This one's religion is useless. This scripture is telling us it doesn't matter how much you go to church, how much knowledge you may have of the Bible, or even how good a life you live. If you can't control your tongue, if you haven't learned these basic principles, your religion is useless because the way that we express it primarily to other people is not only through our actions, but through the words that we speak. And if we haven't learned to speak the truth in love, well, then our whole witness becomes useless. We're just deceiving ourselves. How many Christians, I have to ask myself, is deceived in this manner? You see how important the tongue is? James tells us, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he's a perfect man, also able to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds. They are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. 
The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. Wow! This verse is telling us that the fire that comes from our words is really set on fire by hell. It's hell fire that we are igniting in people's hearts by a misuse of our tongue. We don't see it that way, though. We think, no, I'm being inspired by righteousness, and I'm doing this to vindicate myself. But this scripture says, no, what's happening, your words are being set on fire by hell. Listen to what the rest of these verses say. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea, is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. God help us to do better. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children and youth and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.